Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I D O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. What's going on, guys? Welcome to I Do Podcast. Thanks for joining us on the show today. 
So today we have another great guest for you, but we wanted to start today's show and talk a little bit about what we've been up to. We don't really share too much about our our personal lives. We do when it relates to relating and our relationship and how it pertains to the episode, but uh, we want to just kind of fill you guys in and talk about what we've been up to, where we're living sort of thing. And if you've a long-time listener, you'll know that we have a two-year-old daughter. So she almost is... Almost two. <laughs> almost two. Yeah, almost two. And she's usually napping when we're doing these shows. And if Sarah ever disappears, it's because Stella woke up early from her nap. I think so, this episode, I actually disappeared. Yeah. I don't think I was in it. I think almost every one, maybe. Or there's a little scare. More so when she was... A little tinier, but uh, yeah, so we've had a really great spring, a great year so far. We we were in San Diego, and then we spent the spring on the East Coast visiting family in Florida, North Carolina, and now we are here in beautiful Hood River, Oregon, and it is where we're spending the summer. It is an amazing place. Uh, first attracted us because I uh, am a professional stand-up paddler. It's one of the hats I wear. Some people question if that, they're like, that's a sport? And <laughs> many people think it's just a recreational activity, which mostly is. But yeah, so Hood you just River. just do it for fun though, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mostly for fun. But it's a great place to paddle and a great place to be outdoors. So definitely check out Hood River, Oregon if you ever have the chance. But that is where we are coming to you now for the next couple months. And so lots of exciting things going on. We've had... A lot of great guests. We just passed our 100th episode, which is hard to believe. So, And we're continuing to grow. It's really awesome to have the support and the messages and the downloads continue to go up. And we got our first uh, podcast supporter uh, with Talkspace this spring, which was a big thing. And it's very relevant, obviously, to what we're doing. And we've had some great feedback from that with people enjoying the services that they provide and it's pretty unique that you're able to get that right on an app on your phone talk to someone that's gonna help you help your relationship and uh yeah so lots of great things happening and we do have a exciting new challenge coming up uh it's going to be called the 14 day happy couples challenge and we are going to start it next week, but we just want to give you a little bit of background so that you guys can get ready for it. But we've teamed up with therapist Esther Boykin. Um, she's from Group Therapy Associates, and uh, she's actually been on our show before in the past, I think episode 43, so a while back. Um, but she has created an awesome 14-day challenge, and so we have teamed up with her to give this information to you guys. And we started doing it already, Chase and I, and that's what gave us the idea that we want to give this information to you guys because it is really valuable and awesome. Um, and you can do it with uh, your partner or you can do it alone. So 
details to come. We will be having uh, more information up on the website. So if you guys want to partake in this, we're actually going to start it over and do it with you guys as well. So starting next Wednesday will be day one of the challenge. So we encourage you to head on over to our website, idopodcast.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Uh, This is just the regular newsletter, but we will be sending out a link in this newsletter so that you can sign up for the challenge starting next Wednesday. So we hope you guys join us. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll all be able to engage with each other and hopefully it'll bring you guys a lot of value and help strengthen your relationship. Yeah. Sarah will give you more details, but basically it's just, it's going to be tools from Esther that are going to be very specific things that you can do and to take those steps to improving your relationship. And they're good things to do whether you're struggling or Mm -hmm. if you're happy. Because like we talk about a lot of times, it's really about having these tools, having these things in place for the bumps in the road when you get to them. So Sarah and I definitely are looking forward to it. We don't, as funny as it, it sounds, I mean, we have this podcast, but life is busy. So we get the information when we're interviewing our guests, but it's hard to, we apply it kind of almost subconsciously at, as we move forward, but we don't really do many exercises in consciously take that time. The two-year-old makes it a little difficult, but... (laughs) As I'm sure a lot of you listeners out there know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, whether you have kids or a job or just life in general. So really with this is hopefully getting that in your inbox to commit you to taking the steps to at the very least reading this information because it's a lot of good stuff. And I did forget to mention, um, the challenge is going to be delivered to you daily uh, via email. So you'll be getting a email every day with that day's challenge, how to implement it. And uh, yeah, so head on over to our website, idopodcast.com, sign up for our newsletter, and then get ready to start day one next Wednesday, which is the, what is that, the 26th? I don't Uh, know. It's summertime, so I lose track of days. It'll be the 26th of July. Yeah. I said it's summer, so I tend (laughs) to lose. Well, I always lose track of the day, but summertime, you know, like when you're a kid, if there's no school, you don't know what day it is. Time flies. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So on today's show, we are welcoming Gal Sakeli. And Gal is a repeat guest. Gal was on episode number 29 we talked about communication styles and that's a great episode to check out really important to understand what kind of communication style you have in your partner but on today's show we talk about the seven dimensions of a successful relationship and gal is the founder of the couples center and it's basically a relationship counseling and education hub in san francisco and he is also a faculty at JFK University, where he teaches couples counseling and an instructor in the Hakomi Experiential Therapy Method. And I think he mentions that a little bit in episode 29. So Gal definitely has an extensive background in working with couples, and he brings a lot of great stuff where we break down these dimensions so that you can look at each dimension of a successful relationship and and talk to yourself whether you're in one or not and say oh this is something that that I'm finding or that I want to find and I'm recognizing this in in my current relationship or 
On the contrary, maybe it's something that's missing in your relationship and something that you need, an area that you need to work on. And there's so many aspects of a of relationship. So it's great to that it's broken down this way and and that you can look at the different individual components of a successful relationship and judge and and then make the steps that he gives to to improve each area. So an example of one area is commitment. This is kind of the baseline that he talks about of your relationship that that commitment needs to be there. And then intimacy is another one. Individuality communication, passion, teamwork, and spirituality, rounding it out for the seventh component. So Gal breaks down each one, talks about what you should be seeing in relation to, to each of these areas, and, and it's just really good sort of introspection for for yourself in your relationship or if you're single for what you want to be looking for. So enjoy that episode as always we really appreciate you guys listening subscribing leaving us those five star reviews five stars hopefully you're finding it valuable yeah (laughs) it it helps us you know when you're going through uh, itunes and people are trying to find a podcast definitely appreciate when you guys are leaving that feedback so people go oh i gotta check these guys out so as always uh thanks for listening enjoy the show Support for I Do Podcast comes from Talkspace, the online therapy company that believes that therapy should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. Join over 500,000 people who have used Talkspace for online therapy with their licensed therapist. Get $30 off your first month by visiting Talkspace.com forward slash I do. That's Talkspace.com forward slash I do. Hi, Gal. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Hi, Chase. I'm happy to be here. So we've given our listeners a little overview. Why don't you take a minute, tell us about yourself and why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. Sure. Well, this is actually my day-to-day job. You know, I, I work as a psychotherapist, but mainly also as a couple therapist. It's my area of expertise. And I'm also a founder of the Couple Center, uh, so it's a center that's dedicated to helping couples through counseling and events and workshops. And so it's really relationship is a lot of what I do day to day, and I'm really passionate about it. And, um, you know, it, it kind of grew out of my own experience in relationship and with my wife and also through seeing how, you know, challenging this could be. But on the other side, it could be so satisfying it could be for people. And so it kind of really made me curious. And over the years, I really um, explored it and developed a lot of, tools and a lot of expertise in that we love that and i think today's topic is going to help a lot of our listeners and really resonate and because a lot of times on the show we talk about conflict and and how to navigate it which is super important but today we're going to zero in and talk about the seven dimensions of a successful relationship because i think if you can All of us kind of know what a bad relationship might look like, but knowing what a good relationship looks like can be almost more valuable because you can be modeling what you're doing, uh, whether you're in a relationship or want to be in one and you're single, uh, 
you can model what a successful relationship looks like and try to work towards that. So let's just dive right in and talk about these dimensions of a successful relationship. Yeah, sure. I'm really happy that we have this conversation today on this topic because it is, I think, something that's really missing. It's really missing for a lot of people. It's really missing in our culture. You know, like people want to say, like, I want a good relationship, but they don't really know actually how it looks like. And then the only image that you have is relationship you see around you, maybe your parents, maybe your friends, you know, and so you don't actually have a good um, um, model for that, you know, and so this this work that I've done with the seven dimension came out of this question I got from couples all the time, you know, but how do we know if we're in a good relationship and what does it look like to have a good relationship? And so when kind of working and seeing, you know, and, and thinking about uh, all of it that relationship provides, I came up with this model of seven dimensions and every dimension is built on top of the other. So, the, you know, the first few ones are kind of more of the foundation and then the later ones build on top of that foundation. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Uh, so do you want me to just go over through the dimensions and talk a little bit more about them? Yeah, let's dive in and, and lay that foundation and, and see what a successful relationship is built on. Okay, great. And so the first dimension is about commitment. Okay, so commitment creates the foundation. It's the first uh, dimension because it's like uh, the baseline of relationship. Is like we're all looking for feeling secure with our partner. We're looking for feeling a priority with our partner. We're feeling we want to feel that they're really there for them and that we can relax into their relationship. You know, without that, it feels like the ground is shaky. You know, if I don't know if you're really in this relationship or if you want foot out, if I don't know if I do something that will kind of piss you off and then you're going to just go away, then nothing feels safe, nothing feels secure. You know, so the first foundation is commitment, you know, and, and I think one of the biggest um, meaning that people have when they get married, like what, what, what does marriage actually mean? A lot of it, what it means is we're making a commitment to each other. So we're kind of securing this first foundation, this first dimension of relationship by saying like, you know, I want to be with you and I'm planning to see the rest of my life with you. Now, what would you tell someone that might not know the answer to that question of, you know, if I do something, are you going to leave me? Should they just outright be asking their partner to, to communicate and clarify yeah, so you know, first of all, it depends, of course, where couples are in a relationship. Like if you just start dating someone, right, and you're just in the beginning phases of relationship, would, it would make sense that the commitment is not fully there. Like we're maybe committed to dating each other, maybe even committed to be exclusive at a certain point, but we're still not committed for the rest of our lives. So it's also, you know, the, you know kind of a phase of relationship, uh, you know, issue. But uh, if you've been together in a relationship for a while and you see yourself as, as long-term and the other person's saying, like, I'm not sure where I am, that it definitely requires a, a deep question of like what so what's going on what's missing here what's the challenge here uh, why you're not committed here and and really questioning you know okay so what you know what can we do about it and uh, if it's a good fit for us you know? yeah so it's just important to to understand where you are in the relationship obviously if it's a younger relationship and new you don't need to be like hey are we getting married but if you if you moved in with the person and you're still feeling like you're on shaky foundation, it's really important to ask the question, be upfront, and and communicate with your partner. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. So we got commitment for that foundation. What's the next element of a successful relationship? 
So the next dimension is about intimacy. So intimacy uh, is not just about the sexuality. There's actually a separate dimension. We're going to talk about that. It's more about feeling emotionally close. It's about uh, knowing how to show affection to each other. It's about knowing how to make each other feel loved. Uh, it's also knowing how about to feel close. So affection is part of it. It's like, do I show you that I love you? Do I show you that I care about you physically and through words? Um, but another part of it, another, you know, every dimension I actually divide into three sub sub dimensions, and you know, and I and there's explanation for each one of them. So I'm going um, when I'm talking about it, I'm actually detail some of this. So the other sub dimension around intimacy is attunement. Is like, do I know what you're feeling? Do I know what's going on for you? Um, can I be empathic, you know, to uh, to whatever is happening to you? Can I share for myself? Like what's going on for me? What are the challenges that I'm going through? What are the excitement that I have? So it's uh, it's showing affection. It's also sharing deeply with each other uh, your life, and that's what creates connection and intimacy. Yeah, and this is such a an important thing in a relationship, and and I'm sure like a a lot of these dimensions, a, a key component is communicating. And to create that that openness so that you can become uh, emotionally close to create that intimacy. So definitely important that that a partner that maybe feeling that the intimacy is not there. It's probably because you got to open up those communication lines and and get uh, get tuned in uh, with your partner. Is there anything in particular that can help kickstart that? Yeah, well, you're actually uh, you're actually talking about uh, what would be the fourth dimension, which is communication, um, and I'm going to get to that a little bit more about the communication aspect. Uh, but when it just kind of on the basic level of, of of intimacy and connection, it could sometimes be nonverbal. You know, you can say maybe you're communicating in a nonverbal way, right? It's just the way that I put a hand on your back. It's the way that I hug you at the end of the day, or or when we meet each other. It's the way that uh, I see when you're in distress, you know, and, and I sit down to you and say, hey, what's going on? You know, it's the ability to really engage with each other and be uh, attuned to each other and show that I care. And that's what creates the, the intimacy and connection. Yeah, I love that. It's so amazing what it can do for for a partner. I know, like, if I'm on the receiving end of just Sarah putting her hand on my shoulder and, and just kind of... It doesn't even have to be for a particular reason, you know, and and little nonverbal things like that can go a long way. Yeah, it's basically we all want to know, like, do you care about me? Are you there for me? You know, do you really do you really see me? And that's the dimension of intimacy and connection. Exactly. Yeah, we want to we want to feel understood and, and feel like we're being seen. Well, that is a great one at number two with intimacy. And let's jump over to the, the third dimension. So the third dimension is individuality. It's kind of like the, out, the, the other side of the coin for intimacy. You know, so uh, having a great connection, feeling really close to each other is really important, but also supporting each other's um, personhood, each other's individuality, each other's um, uh, uniqueness is really important in relationship. And so individuality is about um, can I pursue and do I know how to pursue personal satisfaction, things that I'm interested in, things that I like, and is my partner supportive of that? If there's a hobby or interest that I have, you know, if my partner participated with that, it's great. If they're not so interested in that, are they supportive of me developing it? Um, and so I can, I can feel like I can be my own self. 
Um, another aspect of that, which is not as uh, uh, obvious for people, is actually learning how to know my own feelings, how to regulate my own feelings. So part of uh, being my own self and, and being able to be my, my, the best version of myself is, is knowing uh, what's going on for me is having an insight into what am I feeling, what's important for me. Like if I'm upset about my partner, what's really happening to me? Or if I need something, what is really happening to me? So knowing about myself and then being able later on, we talk about communication, be able to say that uh, to my partner is also part of, of exploring my individuality of being the best version of myself. And the last aspect of it is also taking responsibilities, is knowing to, that I'm in charge of my own happiness and my partner is there to support me, to help me, to be there with me. But it's also not not all, only their job; it's also my job. And so, for me to take charge of my life and to take charge of what I really want for myself, and how do I carve my own path in life? This is an important one. We we've talked about with past guests that sometimes partners will get lost in the relationship and they lose their individuality. That they put the relationship above all else, which. On paper, sounds like that might be the right thing to do, but the reality is you need to have that individuality and cultivate that because that is actually what is going to make a successful relationship rather than making your own identity the one and the same with the relationship. Exactly. And, and there's really a balance you know, between intimacy and individuality. That's what I was saying. There are two sides of the coin because... Um, if you're really emphasizing intimacy but not individuality, then you feel really close. But at a certain point, it starts to feel stifling. It starts to feel like you're suffocating the relationship because you have to do things with your partner. It's all about what also your partner wants and not so much about what I want. And so it starts to feel like you're boxed in. On the other side, if you have too much individuality, not enough intimacy, is like you're more like roommates than actually partners. So each one of you is... Is, is having their own life and you're doing, uh, you're doing what you want. And then if it happens that you meet somewhere in the living room, then that's great, but, then, but you're not really planning for it or doing something. And so it ends up feeling kind of lonely. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It, it is definitely a balance, like, like so many things in life and in relationships. So finding that balance is important, not swinging too far one way or the other. Well, now, uh, number four, you already mentioned it, communication. I know it's a huge part of everything we talk about here on the show. So let's hear about communication in the dimension that it brings to a successful relationship. Right. Great. And so, yeah, communication, of course, is everybody knows that communication is important. But I just want to emphasize why it's only the fourth dimension rather than the first one. It's because communication, a lot of times, it's actually built on the foundation of the first three. And so if I'm committed to you and I know that you're committed to me and if we know how to create intimacy and to feel close to each other and if we know how to support each other's individuality, all of these are actually the foundation of a good communication. You know, just trying, just having the right structure of communication without attending to those dimensions are actually not going to work. You know, so communication is actually built on top of this. And communication is really about having the right tools uh, to share with each other, so share important things and to be open and honest about what's going on for you. Uh, sometimes when couples don't want to rock the boat, uh, they don't want to kind of go into difficult uh, topics so that they actually don't share with each other. They, they say, okay, you know, it's just I'm, I'm just going to keep it in my mind. It's not that important, but it's actually, it actually starts eating away at their relationship. So one aspect of it is sharing really what's going on for you and what do you want and what's, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. The other aspect is knowing how to negotiate the differences and how to resolve conflicts. 
You know, so this includes skills like being able to really listen to your partner, being able to understand that sometimes um, you can understand what they want even if you don't agree with it. You know, there's a difference between understanding and agreeing. Um, it's about being able to talk from a place that is open-hearted and and it's really about, about being able to be empathetic with your partner and uh, striving towards what I call a win-win in which like I get what I want and you get what you want and we're not doing it on, on the expense of each other. That's so important. We use the analogy, it's often used that in a relationship, you're on the same team. So you, you both want to be winning. It's not a win or lose uh, situation because if that's, if that's what you're going in with the idea that, oh, I got to win this argument, uh, it's, it's not going to be a good thing. You might make yourself feel better, but it's not a good thing for the relationship. Right, exactly. I totally agree. Like, if one of you, if one of the partners won in an argument, they both lost, basically, yeah. because it, yep. it has to work for both both people. Yeah, for a successful relationship, for sure. And I like how you mentioned that communication is built on the first three um, dimensions of a successful relationship, being commitment, intimacy, and individuality. And it also within those things, it reminded me of something that uh, one of our guests said that when, when your partner's communicating with you, understand, and to me, the reason you have it this way with communication at four is that if you understand if you're intimate and, and committed and, and, and all of that, then you're going to understand your partner is coming from a place of caring when they're communicating with you. And so keeping that in mind, I think, was, was a, a valuable sort of lesson that that uh, our guest shared because if if you assume that your partner is coming from a good place, then even if they're saying something hurtful and they're not communicating well, you know that they're committed to you and and that they they you have this level of intimacy. Whereas if you're just assuming, oh, they're just trying to be a jerk and and they're they just want to they have ill intention, then that communication is going to come off much differently. So I think assuming the best from your partner is is a good way to sort of start uh, communication because it's not always going to come off that way. Right. Great. Yeah, well said, you know. And I would add to that is like if you look at like when people are frustrated in relationship or they're upset, you know, and they're trying to communicate that, like what, what really hurts them, what's really bothers them a lot of them, if you really peel off all the layers, like if you take the specific things they're talking about, you know, and you start asking them, like, what is it about that that really upsets you? Why is it that that hurts you so much? And you peel off the layers, you're actually going to find other intimacy or individuality because it will translate to other like, I actually don't feel, like, loved by you. Like, I'm not prioritized. I'm not loved. I, like, you don't really care about me, or that's at least how I feel. Or, like, you, which is the intimacy dimension. Or you're going to find individuality, which is more like, you know, you don't value me. Like, it feels like I'm not good enough for you. Um, like, what I do is not valued by you. And so, again, that's why the communication is actually sits on top of those dimensions. Yeah, there's always something underlying uh, what is being, what the conflict is a lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times if you're arguing about cleaning the dishes, it's not really about cleaning the dishes. There's something else that you got to get to. Yeah. Like my, my rule is like, if it takes more than five minutes to resolve it, then there's something else under that. It's yeah. not about the dishes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good thing to keep in mind. You know, when suddenly uh, I, I know that, that Sarah and I will be having, 
uh, some conflict and argument, and sometimes you almost forget how it started or why you know why you're why you're arguing about cleaning up the dishes and and that soon you're you're past five minutes like like your rule and and uh, you got to figure out what what this is really about mm-hmm. yeah so, so what is the fifth dimension of a successful relationship well the fifth one is around passion so passion is around sensuality sexuality you know everything that has to do with more with desire you know, so everything has to do with this with this area, you know. And again, it's like in order, you know, to have a good relationship. A lot of time, you you need, or even though to to have a good passion relationship, you need those dimensions of individuality, commitment, and intimacy. So those foundation three dimensions, you know. And passion is also a dimension by itself. So because um, you know, some couples are good at this, and some couples kind of could uh, could learn about it. So. It's about, first of all, before even sex, it's about sensuality, which is, for me, uh, it's more about, like, can you enjoy this, your, your senses? Can you enjoy something together that is sensual, which could include just uh, sometimes just, again, just touching each other, just being close to each other, um, doing uh, some activities or some, some things together that are also sensual in nature? Um, and then, of course, there's the desire aspect of it, of, like, do you know how to uh, cultivate a desire to your partner? Do you know how to show them that you desire them? Do you feel desired by them? Um, and also another aspect of it is like, are you open around your, your sexuality? Can you explore different, uh, different directions, different, uh, different things with each other, different desires, uh, different techniques with each other? It's like all of the things that kind of keeps uh, the desire and the passion alive, you know, when, it's, when, you're, when you're together for a long term. It's so important, especially in long-term relationships. What advice could you give to someone who feels like the passion is is not there? It's easy in the beginning of a relationship. A lot of times, you're you're falling in love. All the brain chemicals are flowing, and then five years down the road, it's like you're in your regular routine, and that passion is not there. So, how can our listeners? How can we kickstart that passion? Well, I think the most important suggestion I could say is is to not focus on sex. And so, most people, when they think about passion, you know, and you know, they're thinking about sex, and and so they're focused on the act of sex. But what they don't get a lot of the time um, is that the passion starts in a daily, in a day-to-day basis. It's something you cultivate on a day-to-day basis. And so, when you know, when I come home in the evening and my wife is there. You know, if I take the moment that we both take the moment to just really embrace and to feel close to each other and to kiss and to just show that we care about each other and show this affection, you know, this, you know, builds the energy, this builds the environment, this builds the kind of type of feeling or sentiment that we have with each other that then makes sexuality much easier. You know, it also builds that connection and the closeness It also makes us open to, you know, makes it more available for us to then, you know, try things out sexually, to feel safe enough, feel secure enough to, to say what I want or to explore something new. And so, you know, showing desire for your partner on a day-to-day basis in a small way is really what builds, you know, the, the, you know and what, what maintains, let's say, that environment that is more sexually driven, that is more desire driven. Does that make sense to you? 
Yeah, and that's great advice because it's kind of counterintuitive. Most guys stereotypically and and maybe biologically uh, have a little bit more sex drive and the immediate reaction or maybe thing that, that we might do is like, I'm, I want more sex in our relationship, so I'm just going to try to initiate it more when that is basically the opposite of what you should be doing and and to get that passion it it starts with like you said don't think about sex think about cultivating these other dimensions of a successful relationship cultivating these those moments outside of it and that can lead to more passion in, in the relationship right basically focus on passion and desire and then sex sex will will follow that instead of focusing on sex, you know. Exactly. Well, let's jump into number six on the dimensions of a successful relationship. Great. So number six is about teamwork, okay? So you have you have the foundation of commitment and intimacy and individuality down, and then you have, you know, uh, connection, uh, sorry, communication and also passion. But uh, the, the other dimension is also um, managing life together, Okay, especially when couples live together or if they're married or just they're, they live in the same place, then they, they have a lot of dimensions of, of, of managing life together. And so they need to work together like a team, uh, which includes uh, knowing what their role is. You know, usually every person in the relationship has certain things that they do more, you know, whether, you know, I, I'm in charge of cleaning and organizing the house or I'm in charge of, um, you know, maybe working or making more money. Or, you know, I'm in charge of planning our date nights or planning our time together or having more fun and creativity in the relationship. And the other one is more in charge of, uh, like, the planning and the, the commit, the, the responsibility. And so basically having your own roles, the things that each one of you is, is good at and being able to uh, respect each other's roles and, and, of course, you know, do for each other when, you know, it doesn't have to be just I do this and you do that, but sometimes we overlap. Uh, but knowing what our roles is, um, coming from a place of service to each other, like, uh, instead of being selfish and just like what I need, it's more about like also what you need and can I see what you need and you know I cover for you and you cover for me and we come from this place of generosity. Um, and knowing how to also do, do be flexible with with each other with what each one of you needs and and so basically you're kind of like a good management team together. Like you know how to complement each other and you know how to help each other and you know how to be in service for each other and so you manage your life well. This is a great one, and I like that it's built on top of the foundation of communication because you should really be communicating about these roles and not just assuming that, oh, my my partner cleans up, so I'll just let them continue to clean up. Well, maybe they don't like that, and, and, or, and that partner should communicate that, but it is so important to remember that you're on the same team and especially having a two-year-old, almost a two-year-old like Sarah and I have and both of us working, we found that it's it's become even more critical for us to communicate the the roles and then even it, it's gone to that we write out a schedule because one of us has to be watching our daughter because um, we don't have daycare or anything. So we really have to structure our days with uh, like a set schedule. And that has been taken some time to navigate and been a little bit of a point of conflict. And, and definitely I can imagine it would be 10 times worse if we weren't communicating, if we weren't trying to build this schedule. But it, it 
it is definitely something we're trying to work on and establish those roles and, and put that schedule out there. Yeah, I, I totally hear you. You know, I also have a, almost a two-year-old, and so I'm very much in the same boat as you. And definitely life gets way more complicated and there's a lot more to do, you know, when you have a child and if, uh, even more if you have more than one child, you know. And so the teamwork becomes like a really big aspect, especially, you know, as I said, first of all, when you move in together and you sort of, you manage a lot of your life, but definitely when you have a child together. One of the challenges actually I find about, you know, for parents, you know, uh, like you and me, and, you know, especially when the child is, is early on, is that there's so much teamwork to do that sometimes the other dimensions kind of get into too much into the background. And so one of the, you know, one of the, the things the challenge, the, the couples um, complain about when they're having a young child is that they don't have enough passion or they don't have enough intimacy, you know, it's like, you know, bec- that's because like this teamwork actually is important dimension, but it kind of takes over. So in this case, it's actually important to come back to the other dimensions, make sure you're connected, make sure you have your, you know, you're feeling engaged with each other and make sure that you're keeping the desire towards each other, etc. And also even time for your for, for each one of you, so the individuality dimension. Yeah, it's definitely important to remember that when you have kids and we only have one and all of you listeners out there with multiple kids, that's impressive because <laughs> it, it takes a lot and, and it's been a real eye-opener and it is, it, it's like, where does time go? <laughs> you know, it's like, not only the, the cliche of time flies, but every day it's like you really it's like one one uh one parent is watching the kid and the other one's trying to do work, but it's just like there's never enough hours in the day, so being aware of the roles and being aware of cultivating these dimensions of a relationship is is important no matter what, but especially if you got kids in the relationship. Yeah, I totally agree. It's like you have to be really good at those the dimensions and doing them quickly. <laughs> yes, yes, and putting putting in the work. Um, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, let's go to the last dimension of the uh, successful relationship. So the last one is around growth and spirituality, and um, this dimension for some couples is really important. For others, it's not. You know, so it kind of also depends on the personal style around this. But uh, for, for many couples, you know, even if you have all the other dimensions before, which is already great and you have an amazing relationship, what, you know, part of what they're looking for is like, can we grow together? Can we develop something in which we're both growing as individuals? So I feel like I'm a better person. And also that we share some values and beliefs, uh, maybe spiritual practices, you know, re, you know, regardless of whatever religion or spirituality you come from. But do we connect in that level that kind of brings another dimension to our life, like a, a spiritual aspiration or a growth aspiration? Um, and so that's really supporting each other to be the best self uh, that we can. It's about uh, having a vision and a purpose to your life. Um, and it's about, you know, having certain values and beliefs that you share or at least that you uh, communicate around that you, and, and that you learn from each other. It's so important to have those shared values because that's an area that we've talked about on this podcast that if you don't have the same and, and it's not like you mentioned, it's not necessarily beliefs and values, uh, not not beliefs in the religious sense, but just values like what do you what do you operate your your life around? And if that is not matching up with your partner and it's not the end of the world, but 
depending on how different it is, but you certainly want to make sure that if you're early on in your relationship or even a mature developed relationship to make sure that you're on the same page with your values. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. So what would you tell someone uh, that a couple that's not necessarily religious um, together, but how can they cultivate this spirituality in, in these things for this last element of uh, a successful relationship? Yeah, so there's two aspects, you know, that I was mentioning. One is about being the best self, of, you know, for yourself. You know, so kind of learning, you know, like when, you know, for my wife and I, for example, this dimension is really important. And and we know that when when each other, when one of us kind of gives each other feedback, we know that it really what we mean for is the best, you know, and we mean to help each other really learn, you know, and see uh, things that we don't see about ourselves. You know, and we also uh, really uh, know about each other's uh, challenges in life and vulnerabilities. And so we make sure to really support, you know, if I feel insecure about something and, and she's really there for me to, to uh, encourage me, to remind me that, that I know what I'm doing or to remind me, you know, the great qualities about me or if she's insecure about something, I help her with that. If there's something that she's better with and, you know, I need to learn and then, then I, I really open up to learning from her and, and vice versa. And so that's one aspect of it is like, do you, can you really learn from each other and can you really support each other in the places in which you're most challenged? And so you become the best version of yourself. And the other aspect, did you want to say something about that? No, no, I was going to say that that is one of the great things about a relationship is that it's a mirror onto ourselves and that we can really see the places that we do need to improve in our partner it's not judging us but they can help bring that out uh if it's done the right way like you talked about and make make ourselves uh better people right exactly i actually think that there's some way in which that's kind of like the um mysterious um goal within relationship is actually to help highlight for each one of us where we can we learn and where can we grow you know and so the second aspect about it is like is the values like wh- what do you stand for like what's important for you in life you know and again some people connect that to also to their uh, re- religious belief and some people uh, not to their religious belief but just to like what's important for you what's your vision or, or what topics or ways that are important for you in life the things that you when you really think about it those things that you want to promote or there's a the kind of values you want to live out of you know for example if you really care about people and you want to live out of place of service or or um, you really want to contribute in a certain way. And so those values are going to be central to your life. And if your partner supports you, you with them or even shares them with you, like they, they do something together with you around those values, then you feel very connected because you feel like you're growing together and, and, and you're living a life that has meaning. Absolutely. And I love these seven dimensions of a successful relationship. I think our listeners will find it's really valuable. And I think it's important to acknowledge that while all of these are are important, that they're not all going to be perfect. And in fact, they all probably won't be perfect, but just recognizing them and working on each thing, a relationship always takes work it's not perfect but if you can say all right a foundation of commitment is a little bit shaky you can start and and work on on solidifying that a little bit more and then but maybe the passion is 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 really there so great you know but maybe the teamwork is not 
it could be a little bit better. But we're constantly working on these. But it is important to to recognize what a a healthy and happy relationship should be should be outlined by. Right. Exactly. So it's not about being you know getting like a A grade you know for your relationship. It's more about answering that question of like, well, I feel good in my relationship, but then I still feel something is missing or there's more of a potential. And so if you have that sense, it's like, and you ask yourself, why is that? What's missing? What's the potential? This seven dimension can really help you identify it. You know, just like you're saying, like, I'm really good on this and this dimension, but on this dimension, I think we can kind of grow more together. And so it helps us really find out how do we, how can we make it, you know, the best for ourselves? How can we make it the most, the best relationship, the most satisfying and the most, um, you know, long-term satisfying for us? Exactly. So I'll give our listeners a little homework and then Sarah and I will pick pick a couple of these dimensions that you think are are weak and that could use a little bit more work or maybe it's all of them, but maybe just start with one or two and and work on cultivating those things uh and and it it takes time and it's a constant process, but you got to start somewhere. So I would encourage our listeners to do that. So, Gal, this has all been great information. Now we got to move forward to the lasting love round. But first, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Talkspace. If you listen to this show, you've heard us talk about it probably for about the last month. And what it is, is it's an app that connects you with a licensed therapist handpicked just for you for as little as $32 a week. And listening to this podcast is great. You're going to get a lot of great information from our guests. But a lot of times to really see change in yourself, in your relationship, it's helpful to talk to a licensed expert. And that's what Talkspace makes it easier than ever to do. So what you need to do is go to Talkspace.com forward slash I do. That's one word. And you will get $30 off your first month. That helps the podcast. It helps us. And it's going to help you. So again, that's Talkspace.com forward slash I do. That's I-D-O. And you will get a $30 discount on your first month. And you're going to improve yourself, improve your relationship from the comfort of your home off of your smartphone. Talkspace. Therapy for how we live today. What is one tool or practice our listeners can use on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? Well, I think I kind of just gave you seven. <laughs> <laughs> is there, is, yeah, definitely. Is there one, maybe one small thing that can make a big difference that yeah. someone could do? Yes, uh, there is. I mean, I think there's something actually that is... kind of obvious but not especially when you're long term uh, together and it's actually I find makes the biggest difference which is uh, showing you know coming back to the intimacy dimension showing affection and 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 care on a daily basis and what I mean by that is especially when um, uh, when you meet when you meet each other after you haven't seen for each other for a while you know when you, you know the last person comes home in the evening um, taking a moment to embrace and give a hug, taking a moment to kiss, taking a moment to ask each other, like, what's, um, um, how are you doing? What's happening? You know, uh, that's really like, it seems like simple, but most couples over time just let go of it. 
And and this is really important because it builds, it creates that environment of like, I know you're there for me. I know you care about me. And so we're feeling close. And as I said, also, it also builds a little bit. It's kind of like some of the energy and the fuel of passion, you know, if you do it on a daily basis. I love so that. that. W- yeah. It's simple, but it can make a big impact. Mm-hmm. Is there a book or resource you can recommend for listeners who want to improve their relationship? Yeah, for one of the things actually, so the seven dimensions that I that I mentioned, I actually created a questionnaire around it. Um, and the questionnaire takes these every dimension and breaks it down to three sub-dimensions and explain each one of them and then ask you to raise like how you're doing in your relationship. So the questionnaire is also an educational uh, tool. So it's not just about like, you know, what the score you get, but it's more about like helping you teach you about every dimension and make you think about each one of the dimensions and make you reflect about it and have a conversation with your partner. So one of the you know so the the resource that I would suggest I would be, I would be happy to uh, give you guys a copy of that um, um, questionnaire and so you'll be make it available for your listeners and so they can actually uh, download it they can fill it out themselves and then there are also questions in the end to discuss it with your partner so if both you and your partner do that and then you go over the questions it will really give you a lot of information and a lot of new learnings about yourselves. Excellent. So we can actually put that on our website. Is that what you're saying? Or, yeah, you're yeah. welcome to put that on your website. Yeah, that would be great. Well, uh, we'll get that from you, and our listeners can find that on your show notes page at idopodcast.com. Go to the archives, and we will have that questionnaire. And I think Sarah and I will, will fill it out ourselves when we get it, and I would encourage our listeners to check it out. Great. We have been married for two years. Is there any advice you would give newlyweds? Well, the first, you know, the first advice I give people before getting married and or that when they're newlyweds, you know, which is something you're probably already doing as you're just doing this podcast, which is to learn about yourself and learn about your relationship. You know, people usually assume that relationships just should, should happen, you know, and that if you love each other, it should just work out. And uh, and th- the fact is that it's not like that, you know, and especially when you're getting married and you, you're kind of tying down the knot and you're saying like, okay, I want to be with you for the long run. A lot of time actually challenges show up at that phase because uh, because when the commitment is high, you're also starting to think about like, what do I really want and how do I want my life to be? And so some things that maybe before you were not actually paying attention to suddenly become into the forefront. And so my biggest uh, tip would be to actually learn about yourself and learn about your relationship and find some resources that could teach you, whether there's books or whether there's like this podcast like this one or whether it's like uh, uh, retreats or workshops, you know, which are things that also we're leading and other people are leading. And so and so go ahead and, and make that as part of your commitment, you know, and so not just invest in the marriage itself, but invest in in taking time to learn about yourself and about each other and your relationship. What advice would you give our single listeners looking for a happy relationship? Um, the biggest advice is to learn about yourself and learn about what you're looking for in a relationship. You know, uh, a lot of time people find themselves with partners that they later on feel like, you know, like don't feel like they're a good match for them. You know, and it's more about, you know, finding the right partner for you. It's more about just making a list. You know, a lot of time people will tell you, so just make a list of like what's really important for you and a partner and make sure you match that when you see, when, you, when you're dating someone. Um, the problem is that um, our unconscious mind is stronger than unconscious mind. And so sometimes you make that list, that, that, make, that list is the things that you're wanting consciously, but unconsciously you're actually looking for something else. 
Um, and so really learning about yourself and looking at past history of, of your relationship and seeing like if there were partners there that you, you're not so happy with, then really asking yourself, what was, why was I attracted to them? Yeah. And what is, it, what is it that I need to learn about myself and what kind of personal growth I need to do in order to actually feel attracted and attract different partners? Yeah, it's important to get past that that surface level conscious and and really examine examine what you want on a deeper level. I think that's that's great advice. And God, we've really enjoyed hearing all the advice you've given myself and our listeners today. So why don't you take a minute, tell us where they can find you online, and then we'll say goodbye. Sure. Um, and so if people are interested in more, uh, our, our website is called thecouplescenter.org. So thecouplescenter in plural, .org. And uh, we're located in the, in the California area, in the Bay Area. Uh, and we have, you know, therapists that work with us, you know, in our, in, as part of, our, of part of my center. And more important, I think, for listeners, we have online information that you can access for free with a lot of articles and videos. And if people are wanting to do further, we do couples retreats, which are very uh, powerful. We teach, you know, the couples retreats that we do are all based on the seven dimensions, you know, on this model that I created. And we teach couples how to, how to work on all of those dimensions, you know, from, you know, from commitment to, co- to communication, etc. And uh, our retreats are geared towards, uh, you know, have actually two tracks with them. One is for couples who have been together for a while. And one for couples who are just in more in the premarital phase, and so we uh, we work with with both of those uh, t- types of relationships and teach them the right tools and the skills they need in order to create a satisfying relationships. And and most couples kind of come out of those retreats, both feel kind of closer to each other, rejuvenated, you know, and um, and at the same time, the you know a lot of transformation and change and growth happens there. And so for those who want to go deeper, I would really recommend it. And it's a great destination. Also, if, if you're not in that area, we do it in marine area of, of California, uh, of the Bay Area. I don't know if you know that area, but it's beautiful and a uh, nice setting. And it's a great way to also do a vacation. Yes, it, it is beautiful. We've been lucky enough to be through there a couple of times. So I would encourage our listeners to check out the Couple Center dot org and that information and all the links from today's episode will also be on our website idopodcast.com in the archives you'll be able to find you and gal thanks a lot for coming back on the show we actually had you for all of our listeners and want to check out episode 29 we talk about what communication style are you is the title of the episode so we appreciate you coming back on and thanks for taking the time Thank you, Chase. It's always a pleasure, and I really appreciate you know all the service you're giving for couples by doing this podcast. Hey, guys. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Like we mentioned in the pre-show, our 14-day Happy Couple Challenge will start next Wednesday. So if you guys would like to take the challenge, head on over to our website at idopodcast.com. Sign up for our newsletter, and in a couple days, we will send you a follow-up email showing you where you can sign up for the challenge. We hope you guys are as excited as we are. We're all in this together, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks so much, guys. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.